0: I always felt like oh I have the next high, I have the next enlightenment and the next revelation about some shadow part of myself and then like two days later I would feel myself depressed again. I would feel like I, crying and I was like oh yeah the next layer of my energy is like clearing right now. Oh it's because of the full moon mm-hmm. right now in Pisces and oh, oh I, was so, I was so into astrology and all of that stuff but I still felt the pain.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God and other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side of the spirit world and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anyone that you feel might be encouraged by it too. Thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and today I have on Miriam Holloway, who shares her story of being saved from the new age. After some traumatic loss and childhood experiences, Miriam sought hope in the gym, success, relationships, and even new age practices. It was on an ayahuasca trip that she saw the demonic for the first time and realized who the source really was to these practices. Jesus began to set her apart, give her hope for her despair, and show her the abundant life he had in store for her if she would lay her life down and accept him as her Lord and Savior. Without further ado, let's get on to the show. Okay, well, thank you for being on the show today, Miriam. Um, I'm glad that you would be on. So just so the listeners know, we met because we have a similar story of being saved from the new age. And you had me on your channel. And so now I'm having you here to share your version, your side of the story too. Mm -hmm. So as much as you'd be willing to share the the way it goes is what led you into the new age lifestyle Mm -hmm. and what, what was that like for you? And then how did Jesus save you from it? What in your life has changed since then? And then what your advice would be to your old self, the self then? So We'll just start from from the start. As much as you'd like to share of of how you got into that lifestyle, what led you into to seeking God in that kind of way? Yeah, I think um, the most
0: people can relate is trauma. Most of the time, trauma leads you into the New Age. Um, when I was growing up, I w- I was growing up a Roman Catholic, so I even would go to church and. I would always know Jesus but never had a, a relationship with Jesus. So but I never liked going to church and even when I was young I always felt alone, I always felt abandoned. Like um I got rejected a lot in the kindergarten, then in school, I got bullied and um and the relationship with my mother was also pretty toxic and I never felt loved, like unconditional love and um I always felt something was wrong with me because people would tell me this way. So I always felt so lost and so alone in this world. So when I was little, I was even depressed and kind of like, I always had dark thoughts and like, mm-hmm. I always felt sad and like, just lonely. So um, when I was like 13 or 14, I got really rebellious against my mother. And, uh, and, you know, that when there's not God's order in a family, like, having God on f- in the first place and a man, a godly husband and like a wife and then children. My mom was kind of like at the top of like being dominant. There was like no Jesus involved in the, as a foundation in our family. And I got rebellious against my mother. So when I was 13, 14 around, I started drinking. I started smoking weed. I dyed my hair like black. <laughs> I, got a sep- I got a septum secretly With wow. uh, a tunnel. Wow. Um, like, a big one, like, like one centimeter, like, oh, I would, well, I would listen to, like, this death hardcore metal music, okay. I was, like, being around the wrong people who had, like, a really bad influence on me, so, um, that was the beginning of, like, I was kind of, like, looking for validation, looking for love in the world, yeah. and, um, yeah, and, and when I was 17, I was 17 or 18, like, there was kind of, like, a positive switch in my life. I started going to the gym. So I found the gym as my anchor in my life. So at the first time, I really, for the first time in my life, I felt so empowered. I felt so confident in myself. But I just realized now there was more like this um, fake confidence of like feeling so good because you get validation from the outside because you grew some muscles. And then you get, I got so much attention because of that back in the day when I was at school. So I felt so good and I felt so For the first time i felt so good in myself but it was just i was so dependent on it so it was like really like an addiction like it was so extreme so i always had to go to the gym otherwise i would get angry i was always feeling my nervous system since uh, like um, before christ it was always like on fight and and flight mode so I always had internal unrest and I would compensate with, you know, like learning, like my my schedule was always full. Like I was always working. I was always doing something. Then I would go to the gym. I was always like doing something. So I was never able to do nothing. I was there was always some kind of internal unrest because of all the trauma I had with my mother and the way I grew up. So um the gym was my anchor. And then I decided because around 18, my mother got diagnosed with cancer. And just the thought of like, oh, my mother might die was just, it was so traumatizing, but I kind of like blended out and I just focused more on on, on my A-levels because then I decided, okay, I'm going to study medicine. I'm going to become a doctor, i oncologist, I'm going to save people's lives. So this is also like always the intention of people in the new age we always have good intentions, you know, we want to help people. We have our trauma and then we, we have so much um, compassion, so much empathy for other people. So we like, okay, I'm going to, um, I gonna, I want to help other people because I feel the pain. So yes. this is the first time when I started, okay, um, I'm going to become a doctor. So I always try to, you know, find security in the world. So I thought like, okay, I'm going to become a doctor Then I'm going to earn a lot of money. I'm going to help people. So I, was, I had kind of like my plan in my head and, um, And then I kind of, how do you say When I had my math orals, I kind of totally screwed up Mm. (laughs) and I didn't get into university. So I had to do like an extra test and then I went to Australia. So so I thought, okay, I'm just going to go like for a year or six months to Australia. And then after that, maybe I can go to university. So, um, yeah, I went to Australia and yeah, but a lot of things happened there like I got sick, I got, I had no like real diagnosis, but I know I just had myocarditis, like a virus in my heart because I was so in such a bad place, in such a bad place. And this was always my biggest fear to become sick because anytime I would get sick, I couldn't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go to the gym, like (laughs) mentally, like seriously, mentally, I would freak out, like mentally, I was in such a bad place always in my life. So gym was my only anchor, my only thing that gave me some kind of hope or like, Calmness in my life would say that and um so and the other thing is like the state of my mother, like the condition of my mother became worse then like my grand aunt died in the um, during the time when I was in Australia, then um I was sick and I couldn't go to the gym and then but because I wouldn't listen to my body i I, st- I went to the gym though and but this was the first time I went to the gym, and after that I had no like it didn't give me anything anymore. Mm -hmm. and so like i was so hopeless because like okay the gym was the only thing that really gave me gave me a good feeling like it really made me brought me some joy in my life it was the first time it didn't give me anything at all so i felt so empty after and i was so shocked kind of like so it's like okay i kind of losing kind of everything right now in my life i just felt like it was like i had like all my life would just fall apart and then i would find out um in i would find out that i wouldn't get into university like i failed the test and then there was another thing um, i did couch surfing because sydney is so expensive and then i was like okay i was there with a friend let's do let's do um, couch surfing so we don't have to pay like for a hostel it's yeah. too expensive and um, we stayed at a guy's place it was like i think he was around 42 or 44 at that time and i straight from the beginning i was always sensitive i always had a good in- intuition and i straight from the beginning i felt like there was something off with this guy but i was like no i'm sick right now um i can't afford a hostel right now and like all of this is so much is let's just stay at his his place for like 3 or 4 days and um then one night i had free and my my friend was working and um in the middle and um in the city in, in sydney i got a panic attack for the first time in my life and i totally freaked out mentally and i knew that he was about to pick me up at the train station i had like really A gut feeling of like oh tonight something worse is gonna happen Uh, something bad is gonna happen so i would just text everyone like to have uh, time tonight let's hang out let's do something because i didn't want to be alone with this guy in the house Mm -hmm. because even before he would touch me and like like sexually touch me and but i like before christ i was never able to really set boundaries like i was so addicted getting validation or some kind of attention so i would I wasn't able to say no and like to tell him that was wrong or like to stop it. Like people could just like walk on me and do whatever they wanted to. So that night um, when I came home, like he started texting me, like, do you want to make some easy $200 right now? And I was I I was reading the message. I got like my heart was racing and I got anxiety, and I was just telling him no to stop. And he would keep on going, like, oh, he's naked right now. He's under the shower. And if I want to join him, and I was just going around in a room in circles. And I had really like this scenario of like, he's coming in my room, he's going to rape me or kill me. And I have like this fear of death, like, so. It was like the worst thing i ever like experienced. Oh God, Ayahuasca as well. But yeah, it was like, it was really traumatizing. And then um, thank God nothing has happened. But that night um, I couldn't sleep anymore. It's like when you're like driving with a car and like the engine is still hot and you stop the car, but it's still hot. Like I was so, I had so much internal unrest. I I just couldn't sleep anymore. I was awake for 24 hours and I was still sick. And then I decided, oh, yeah, I have to work tomorrow. So I'm going to work other because I was afraid. Otherwise, they're going to um, fire me. So I was like, oh, I have to go to the job. I had like a double shift of like 12 hours. So I was sick. <laughs> I just had a traumatizing experience. Yeah. Everything was just falling apart. And I would still go to work, although my body was so, I, I was so sick still. And I went to work and I was awake for more than 24 hours. And when I came back home, I was like, okay, I have to sleep now. And there was the second night I couldn't sleep and then i had like um suicidal thoughts like creeping in of like oh my life doesn't make any sense anymore everything is too hard and i, mm-hmm. I was I was i had no, no um um no more energy to even get up or to do anything to shower like to probably everything was just like like it didn't make any sense to me anymore and and um another friend we had um was really um Uh, afraid and he like took me to the psychologist and they diagnosed me like like um, with depression and PTSD and stuff like that and i got like some prescription to sleep and then um i was able to sleep again but still like all of these thoughts of like these killing thoughts and like creeped in again so i went to the mental health clinic for one month in australia so i was just turning 20 In Australia, in a mental health clinic, in Uh, a psychic ward with, like, really crazy people who would talk to themselves or have, like, I don't know, like, the craziest mental stuff you can have. And I was just there being suicidal. And, um, yeah, it was, like, really crazy. Looking back right now, it's, like, five, no, six years almost. It's, like, wow. (laughs) Like, like, God was always with me. Like, looking back right now, it's, like, he really had his hands on me because, yeah, I could have killed myself. But... I didn't. So, um, yeah, then thank God I had a health insurance and my sister arranged everything for me, like to bring a doctor and, um, um, um paramedic to from Germany to Australia to pick me up because I couldn't oh. fly by myself. And I would fly even Emirates business or first class back home. I couldn't enjoy it because, you know, um, but it was like because I had so much anxiety around people that I had to be just by myself with a doctor. So they would fly me back home. I would still go into like um, into um, like not psychologist, but, you know, it's like a clinic where you just go from the morning till the
1: evening and then you go back home. Is that like outpatient maybe?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was still going there. but the condition with my mother got worse in Germany and even Mm -hmm. like mentally she was like kind of putting pressure on me she was abandoning me again and kind of rejected me again telling me oh I should get um, better by now otherwise she's gonna put me into a um, psychic ward again so she would just Mm -hmm. have no understanding so she would even like tell me that something is wrong with me and I just felt like so, like so hopeless again because I had all this nights. I had insomnia still, like for weeks. Like I couldn't sleep. I had nightmares, and um, yeah. I had all this internal unrest and this suicidal thoughts. Still, I was like, okay. I, I I told myself I'm not gonna get healthy. If I'm not gonna get better in the next six months, I'm gonna jump from a bridge. Or, like I had my plans in my head, and but then someone messaged me on on Facebook telling me about like. Um, online business like network marketing if I want to do yeah. <laughs> network marketing and like the first hope in my life again like some kind of anchor of like oh maybe I can you know become successful now maybe then this is going to change my life because I was always looking for something on the outside like for a solution yes. so there was Really, like a turning point again in a positive way, so I started doing network marketing like and then you know I got all of this validation again, all of this praise you know you get into this like group of people, and they're all gonna you know place you and you get ranks, you know you get recognition because you kinda achieved a rank in the in the company and so yeah, I was feeling like super high again of like, yeah, woo, and I uh, was earning money, like passive income, and I was traveling a lot and then. I got like a lot in like relationships because I was so addicted to getting like love from people and like having a boyfriend so I was always kind of like in relationships but it never worked out like I was never able to receive love like every time like someone like really loved me I just had so much pain in my heart because the pain I always had like since I was a little child like I always had pain in my heart but when someone really showed me love I just got so much anxiety so it always like a split up up after like two or three months and yeah. with people who um who didn't love me or rejected me I felt attracted so I was always like looking for the bad guys I always felt like oh I want this this person who's like super um emotionally unavailable we yeah. <laughs> so felt attracted to those kind of guys and um yeah and during that time my mother died then I was I was just turning 21 my mother died and um i was prepared i knew that she would die but it was really it was really painful but after that i was just so focused on you know doing business doing career you know if you have some people who get really successful is because of their trauma because they got so ambitious and they saw you so um identify yourself with your performance and how much you work then you kind of like compensate and like doing a lot and like being becoming successful so i kind of used that to like work even more and i was traveling a lot like now f- five years ago like i was in, in in florida and i was just traveling i was in miami and la and las vegas and i would go to philippines i was just always traveling and going around and but i always felt like the the emptiness inside so I was never fulfilled that like there was always something missing and now i know it was always jesus yeah. And so there was always something missing and um when I realized my old company, you know, I was burned out because you would, you have to work so much, but you get paid not really well for that. So I, yeah, I literally, <laughs> so I switched the company and um, I got into like crypto company. And until this day, I, I love that company. Like I would still refer people if they want to do network, you have to join that company. So yeah. um, I joined that one and I made so much money with cryptocurrency and trading. And um But even after, like, I think it was a year, even after that, I always felt, I still felt empty. I was like, okay, now I was even earning more money. But there was a part of me again, like, I feel so empty. Like, relationships are not going to fulfill you. Like, money is not going to fulfill you. Validation is not going to fulfill you and I don't know and then you know when I was young I tried alcohol so I knew that drugs also wouldn't do it and I was like okay now I'm gonna go uh deep into spirituality of like mm. okay now I'm just you know because of passive income and I was so gra- uh, grateful for that I was like okay I'm grateful for that company and I have this passive income so now I'm just gonna focus on you know healing so yeah. like I would go like really deep into the neo age of like doing meditation every day healing your chakras doing yoga like yoga I even started when I was 18 but um, like last year before I came to Christ I was doing yoga every day almost like two times per day and I was doing yoga and I was meditating and then um, last year I did a Reiki certificate because I always felt like oh my hands are healing so I have to do yeah. like the, uh, uh, I have to do my Reiki master and everything and then I, I hated so much I have to just I did hypnose, hypnosis like I paid like more than one thousand like for some kind of like for some hypnosis sessions like because I was always feeling like there's so much pain in me and I just wanted to get rid of it because of yes. felt like a burden on me and i because of your perception you know when you saw now I know it's like demonic influence you know I was really of yeah. the devil and um
1: but also so, like you you really do have these gifts right but satan hijacks them and uses them for his kingdom with things like reiki and meditation but it's like laying on the hands like god created that like like that's real but like satan hijacks it and then uses it in practices like new age practices yeah it's it's all
0: it's all so twisted Yeah, yeah you know now you can um and do that, like uh, laying off uh, your hands and, and in the name of jesus and you can yes, heal exactly like, the energy it's always about the universe worshiping the universe but not its creator so um yeah i was like deep into everything i was deep into breath work so i always had to do breath work in order to feel some kind of peace and it was it was helping and like even some things and then you it, like I would say like the psychology part, there's nothing bad about it. Like you learn a lot about your thoughts, you know, like having negative or positive thoughts and not identifying yourself with the thoughts. But if you have d- deep trauma, you just learn so much mentally, and but it's not really working. You have so much on your mind, so much knowledge and so much wisdom, but it's not like the pain was still in my heart. Like, although I did so many like inner child meditations, I would go back into the memories, but I would always just kind of like re-traumatizing myself like, going back and trying, like, I was always, like, okay, I found out, you know, about my mother, then I was, like, okay, I understand now, she had pain, that's why, like, she um, projected that on me, so it's, like, okay, I understand that this has, and this was nothing about me, that was not my fault, so I would always understand all of the things, but still the pain and the emptiness was still there, so it's, like like it's yeah. never enough there's so much like you have a buffet of so many things and then new age you can do this then you can do crystal healing and then you can do reiki and then you can do then you can do tarot cards and then I thought like oh yeah um astrology is giving me some kind of power now I know how to heal myself and what's com- going to come in the future so you try to crest on some like security on these concepts and it gives you a little bit, but it's never fulfilling. Like it's never, you're still seeking. If you're honest to yourself, you're still seeking and you're not
1: satisfied. Because that relational void is still there. Because we were designed for that relationship with God and that that void is still there no matter how many healing practices we learn. It's still there and it's always going to come back. I always felt like
0: Oh, I have the next high, I have the next enlightenment, and the next revelation about some shadow part of myself. And then, like two days later, I would feel myself depressed again. I would feel like I crying, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, the next layer of my energy is like clearing right now. Oh, it's because of the full mm-hmm. moon right now in Pisces." And oh, oh I, was so, I was so into astrology and all of that stuff, but. I still felt the pain although I was aware of everything I was like why is not going away and then I was like okay now I'm gonna go for the hard things I'm gonna do ayahuasca because you know I saw so many like um um the kind of testimonies on YouTube about ayahuasca and people doing it I was like okay this must be so healing and then after that I'm be happy like finally happy again and then i can finally heal people from a full cup you know because i always felt like i was helping people because it gave me something gave me something i was just helping so that i would feel good oh i'm helping other people i'm a good person you know
1: yeah
0: and uh, so last year i would go to costa rica and to mexico to do ayahuasca and to do dmt and um yeah it was like the worst experience i ever had on psychedelics it was so traumatic like i was literally in hell Doing ayahuasca, I would see demons, but yeah, no bad. But, but it's it was it was traumatizing. It was so terrifying. It was I felt so helpless, and um yeah, I, you have to feel it's like an endless loop. You have to. It's like the same in the New Age. It's like an endless hamster wheel. But the the same was when you're in hell. When you're in hell, hell is surreal. Like you yeah. you just know you you're always gonna be there. And it's never ending, and it was the, yeah. the worst. Like no one can ever understand if you never did this like what it was like. It was so, it was so bad. And after that, I questioned for the first time. I questioned all of that stuff, like shamanism and like all of this new age, um, like healing practices. I was like, is this really healing? Because, after that, I would go to a, like a shaman again to pay like 50 bucks to get like kind of like a cleansing again. And then I would feel good for a day. And after that, I would feel so terrified again, so much anxiety. And I had a psychosis, I had sleep paralysis, and then I would go to another one that came at my place with his wife. They would do like an energy healing massage on me for like one hundred and fifty dollars for three hours, and then they put like chapi in my nose and to connect yeah. me with the spirit guides. And I was crying so much, and after that, I I got worse mentally, and I was like, oh, I'm paying so much to people, and I think like they're helping me, but I felt like it got worse, and I was like. Yeah. I was—I don't know I was just frustrated because I was like I I've kind of like tried everything in my life right now and nothing is really helping I feel like I'm just spending my money to get even worse mentally so um
1: that's what I love about your testimony of doing ayahuasca where you realized because the shamans were telling you like oh you're healing you're you're healing your shadow self like your shadow self is coming up you saw when you were on ayahuasca it wasn't you you saw the demons. You knew that it wasn't it wasn't something in you coming up that was making you feel terrible. It wasn't this shadow self you were working through. You saw during that experience that it was actually demons tormenting you and all these people around you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the shaman would tell me, Oh, this is your ancestral healing right now. Um, you do have to do a family constellation. So I also I would also do this. Like, I would also go, like, one week after the ayahuasca to a family constellation. I always paid money for that, but it didn't work. Like, nothing has changed in my life or anything profound happened. But, yeah, I could see that, like, after, I think it was, like, into this, like, really dark horror trip for, like, seven or eight hours. And after that, I realized, oh, this is not me. So then I realized, oh, like, then I felt um, really peaceful for the first time In, in this trip. I felt like, oh, this... This this wasn't me because all the people were throwing up and I was like I, I'm I was not throwing up and I was asking myself is something wrong with me I also have to purge and I felt like I also need to purge but I didn't need to purge mm. so after the trip like when it gets like um, how do you say it like after eight or nine 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 hours it's like when it gets wearing off yeah, it's wearing, it's wearing off. I felt like, oh, this, this wasn't me. So I felt like, oh, I'm safe again, because I could see it was on the outside, all these demons. I was so afraid. So I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. But still, after that, I had sleep paralysis. I was like sweating, sweating, like for for hours. And every time when I would fell asleep, I could feel my soul leaving my body. And I didn't even want to do it. It was like, doing astral projection without wanting to do it. And I couldn't feel my body anymore. Like I couldn't feel the ground. I was so afraid. And um, yeah, and I had a lot of fights in that time with my ex-boyfriend during the day. And um, so I would go back to Australia Uh, and Australia, I would go back to uh, Germany and you would go back to Austria. And um, when when I was, um at home again i got so much anxiety because i was alone for my for the first time because we would always be together like 24/7 we would always be say together because I, I was not able to be by myself at all yeah, but then yeah. i was at myself after the ayahuasca so back home i had more sleep paralysis like really nightmares of like people f- um like uh, following me in the dream and i w- would wake up with heart race and i couldn't move for minutes So I was then a friend of mine, like now Sister Christ, he sent me some testimonies about how that yoga is demonic and how the new age is actually um, counterfeit and that's all of the devil. And I would watch those stuff and I would get convicted immediately.
1: Mm -hmm. And then I
0: got even more attacked, like from all of this nice angel spirits were... Uh, when I thought they were actually helping me, but then all of the spirits were just attacking me.
1: They got mad. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: got mad because I was like, Oh, maybe there's something about Jesus. So
1: yeah. um,
0: then I would call my ex, and he was like, "No, no, and, you know, look, my 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 uncle is also doing astrology, and he's also meditating. He's such a peaceful man. Do you think he has demons?" So we kind of like argue about this: is yoga yoga really demonic? And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I would just ignore it. But deep down, I just knew there was like a seed's planet.
1: Hey, you guys! If you're in a relationship and trying to figure out if he's the one or maybe you're recently single and taking a step back to figure out how to best go about finding the one, I have the ebook for you. Head over to the link in my bio or in the comment section from wherever you're listening to find my latest ebook, How to Know if He's the One. In this ebook, I share the worst of my relational mistakes and how Jesus finally showed me there was a better way. Gradually, he began to mend my heart, and I know he will do the same for you too
0: you know that feeling when you're talking to someone just to to get approval because you know they're on your side because mm-hmm. deep down I knew there was something you know wrong about this new age and about all, all this healing stuff but yeah. I just knew I could call my ex he would just confirm me no no you can just keep on doing it so yeah. it's like okay, so i had kind of like some peace about it again but still I had those attacks right so but you know, I would get even deeper into doing yoga and to doing meditation every day and I had my tobacco like my hape. I would just do it every day. I got got really addicted to that. And to go like who to kind of like to be in other realms and atmosphere. So um yeah, and I would start my you know healing business, kinda of like doing coaching and doing crystal healing and um yeah, and I would just go on doing that for a month until this year in April. Um I got again like on some pages on Instagram um, I think yeah her name is Heather telling you know new um, ex-vegan and new ager to Jesus and I was like okay so I was really curious because on that day I felt so empty again there was a morning I can't remember I woke up this morning I felt so like I don't even know what to do with my life I felt just so empty again I felt so yeah, because in, the, in during that time, I would just sleep for 10 or 12 hours. I had no purpose in life re- anymore. Like, I didn't feel alive at all. Yeah. And so I would just, you know, go on Instagram, just checking out some stories, and I would just find her page, and then I would follow her, and, you know, Instagram recommends me some other <laughs> Jesus followers, so I would go... Yeah. I was just, and then when I would find a sister in Christ called Christine, and I would like um, see her page about telling about Jesus and about the New Age deception. So I was like so open for it. I was so open for it. And I would just text her the whole day. Like we would text for days, and I would ask so many questions because I was so confused. The moment you decide you want to go to Jesus, you get so, confu- you get so, <laughs> so confused. Because yes. part of you like doesn't want to believe that you got con- deceived. Like you don't want to admit that you. He- that you've been lied to and you lied to other people for years and my identity you know my whole identity was you know i'm a spiritual person i you know i do yoga i do reiki i do astrology um you know i'm a leo and this and that you know so Ah. so with all of that stuff with my sign and my moon sign and everything
1: it's an identity crisis when you (laughs) realize that it's all a lie you're like wait Ah, that's the real ego death like
0: like denying yourself and following Jesus you know like to really give your life to Christ that's that's a really good help so um yeah I got so convicted of that and um but I was still in the relationship with my ex and things got really worse between us and um yeah I always wanted to break up but we were just so codependent and was so toxic and I just couldn't leave him because I was so afraid to be alone and Yeah, but he was like really treating me in a bad way. And so, but I knew that I had to let this go. And when I, when I finally broke up, when I really turned myself like 100% to Jesus, even before that I prayed, and before that I prayed, so before I would break up, like I think it was two or three weeks ago, I I did a prayer and I asked Jesus to show me the truth. Like for the first time, I was like, okay, God, I'm open now. Please show me the truth. I am I am I. don't know what to do anymore. I feel so empty. I I feel so frustrated. I feel so depressed. And all of a sudden, there was a presence in my room. Like, it was like, phew. and like, I could just see it. Like, I could just see how demonic everything was. And like, nobody would tell me. I would just, I would go upstairs in my room and I would just see the terror cards. I was like, I have to get rid of it. So I would burn it. I would burn all my Eckhart all my spiritual books. I would just burn them and um I had like mushrooms in the day and I was just about to do mushrooms Mm -hmm. and I would throw them in the river and get rid of my chapé, my expensive you know tobacco I would just get rid of all of it like my Ricky certificate I just burned and then you know I received the Holy Spirit and something like inside of me has changed but I was still in the relationship though that so that was kind of like um holding me apart from really getting to God like 100 percent so um, I had to break up and then I really like I really um received like God's love and like the presence of Jesus. It was so profound. Like since that day everything has changed for me. Now looking back for a month like he delivered me from like instant flight, like from my anxiety, from my panic I had, from um all the pain I had in my heart like I was I was crying so much but this time this crying was so I I enjoyed it so much it was different from before when before I was crying I was like there was like no end to it I would just feel so alone when I then when I cried because I had this godly sorrow because I got so convicted of what I was doing was wrong I got so convicted like how how much I lived in sin and that I'm a sinner and that I then I'm nothing without Jesus like when I got convicted I cried so much to God but I felt this presence in my room, this peace, like it was kind of like scary a little bit, but in a positive way, it was so much, like my mind was so clear for the first time in my life. And I was like, wow, I didn't meditate to do this, to get there. I didn't do yoga to get there. I didn't work. I like, I didn't do enough shadow work. I was like, wow, (laughs) it's just for free, you know, like, like giving totally up your pride and your arrogance and your like self-righteousness of thinking like, oh, I know better because in the new age, you identify your truth because of your emotions or because of your what you experience. It's like, yeah, but I'm feeling this way and it feels good, so it's my truth. But yes. your truth is never the same because it's always changing. Yes, But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So with Jesus, you have for the first time like a foundation. So, yeah, looking back right now, it's like I have so much peace in my life and I feel so much joy. Like even when I'm just talking about Jesus, it's like mm-hmm. amazing. I feel so much love and for the first time I'm able to receive love and to just give love like unconditionally and I don't feel that anymore like I really had the spirit of rejection in me like the spirit of rejection I had and the spirit of fear and when people attack me it's like I don't even get offended like nothing at all I just pray for them and I would just wish them like I don't feel like personally attacked or triggered or anything anymore before that I would always like get sucked up so much in discussions or like in arguments or would feel abandoned or now it's like no you know I I don't know I have so much love now that it's like it's just I don't know it doesn't um attack me any or like um um um, affect me anymore in my life yeah
1: like when you know that you know the truth like you've really experienced Jesus it's like nobody can tell you anything that's going to convince you otherwise because you you know and and when you know like that you don't feel the need to like get loud or defend or argue or stuff like this because you just have a peace in knowing the truth that you know
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I, I had this a little bit to be honest because i was so i, w- I like some people of friends of my new uh, um of the new age i loved them so much and i was like i want them to come to jesus so at the beginning i think i was maybe too 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 pushy i think yeah but, because I, w- I just want them to be safe. But I, not, I yes. know I know the Lord is going to bring them. To, I just know now. I just know. I, I apply the seeds and I just know. Like even people, even a friend of mine back in the day, she blocked me. And I keep praying for her and I fasted for her. And I just know she's going to come to I just know it. I just know it. And um, and when she blocked me, I didn't even feel offended or anything. I was just praying for her. And I remember being in the new age. You always think you're so empathic and you're so much love and light. But as soon as you don't agree with your opinion or anything. It's more you know normally you're just cursing people in the new age. You're like, oh I'm so empathic, I'm so love and light. But as soon as you come to Jesus, they really like you know? And then it's like, oh yeah, I thought you're so empathic and you're so love and light, you know? Then Yeah,
1: well it's personal. <laughs> like when when you're counting on yourself for that like evolution and consciousness. When you're when you're seeking all that within yourself, it's it is personal when somebody doesn't agree or anything like this, but when you're a believer in Christ and a believer in the Bible and what God says, it's not personal anymore. It's like, they're coming against God. It has nothing to do with, with you. You're just a messenger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And this is, I finally found my purpose in life because I was always, I was always trying to seek it in the new age, you know, with healing people. But I just know now that jesus is the solution for everything in your life you know like we have this god uh, shaped hole inside of us because it is created for us to see god and we try to look in the world to uh, fill that void you know with money with people relationships success and everything but it's never enough you know it's even when, you, even when you're even when at that point of like spirituality of like, oh, okay, this is my ego um, and just have to, you know, being, like being grateful for where I am, there's still emptiness inside of you. Like if you're honest to yourself, you're still seeking, you know, even though you kind of have maybe some peace in your life, but there's still something missing and that's Jesus. And uh, yeah, no one can like, I, I can understand that some people are like, oh yeah, Miri has the next trip and next it's like, uh, you know, Islam or anything. But I'm like, no, it's, it's going to be Jesus like forever mm-hmm. you know, until I die. And uh, yeah. I just know that he's the truth and that he can set you free immediately from anything you're suffering from. You know, you don't need to go outside and like look for some gurus or books or anything to pay a lot of money for that. You can just go and pray and seek, seek God and like, just give your whole heart to jesus and he's gonna heal you from that and it's like so profound like what he can do for you like how much he can change you and now even you know the relationships i have with my family and i just know that god like all the misery i had is turning down to god's glory like he uses everything for his Mm. glory and like even for me using for the fam for my family to, you know, tell my grandma about Jesus, my grandpa like to tell everyone about Jesus, even though some might some don't like to hear it, but I just know that God's using me to even bring my family to Christ and like to save them. Because um there's so much truth in the new age, but the devil doesn't want us to come to Jesus because with Jesus we have like um the salvation of our souls and it's about eternal life. Yeah, the new age can bring you some satisfaction or maybe help you becoming successful or like manifest or something like that but what happens when you die you know hell hell is real and heaven as well and like if you don't have jesus you're going to hell so it's not about like oh i did so many good things no you need jesus because we in our nature we all like we sinned we all sin we can never be perfect like we all sinned in our lives and we need jesus like jesus washed me clean from everything i did like i brought like every sin i had i brought him to, i brought him to the cross and i just he forgave me everything and it was so freeing like i never felt so clear and so free in myself
1: mm. like i'm curious night. those gifts that you were because you you have these spiritual gifts and you know like we talked about how Satan tried to hijack them and use them for his kingdom has god began to show you how to use those gifts now in his kingdom yeah yeah he did I always felt like there was something in my hand so I always
0: felt like oh yeah and even in a new age people would tell me yeah you're gonna become a healer you're, like even my astrology because your Virgo and Virgo is related to healing so there was always some truth about this so I was like yeah like I feel energy in my hands so but now it's like I had pain in my in my knee and I just laid hands on it and prayed and then she's an after woman it just disappeared <laughs> like, it's not, it didn't return like it was like weeks ago and i just know now that yeah like even when i pray for someone in the name of jesus like all glory to god but if i pray to someone like immediately like something like something bad like spiritual leaves them like there's so much power in the name of jesus and um yeah just walking in this authority and just bringing people to christ and it's like yeah this is the most fulfilling thing you could ever have it's yeah
1: Yeah. No no money
0: can pay you this.
1: That's I love that you said that, too, because it really does like you go around paying for all these things in the new age, like paying for this service and this reading and this psychic and and yeah, you don't have to pay for the Holy Spirit. Like that's just it's not how that works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's god has a plan and god knows better than we do and we always think like we i was so stubborn i always uh, thought like oh i knew better i know what i want in life but everything i got it was like it was like it was not of god every relationship nothing of this was ever like god's will but if you come to jesus like you're really surrendering like that's really the ego death like you give your life to christ and um If you declare, it's written in the Bible. You declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and He died for you, and He um He um, rose up again at the third day. Like this is when you receive the Holy Spirit, and um that day you just want to do how God wants you to live. You want to live how God wants you to live, and this is so fulfilling. It gives brings me so much joy to live holy in God's eyes and to follow His will and not my will anymore, and to be obedient to Him, and uh brings you so much more peace still there challenge challenges coming but i know now god's just doing it to prepare me to shape my character it's like i have a whole different mindset right now because all of these things are coming like attacks or anything i just know this is coming to to grow me in my in my my purpose god has for me so it's so different right now like really god gives you a new heart it's saying that he took out the heart of, of stone and gives you a heart of flesh and he's yeah. totally renewing your mind. It's really like God, like just took my brain and took all of this garbage and all of this negative stuff, we really, com- completely out of my brain and just my my head is filled now with you know God's word and like how He you know, thinks about me, like just some positive positive things. And it's like you just get a completely new person, completely new. Like you're one you're one hundred eighty degree change.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is he working on you? now with because like you said well it's like you know you're saved and that that happens in a moment it seems like but then the journey of sanctification is over a lifetime and i like too how you said that uh it's like struggles still come but it's different now like like for every for every pain for every struggle you have you have a hope in it and you know that he's preparing you he's refining you. So what would you say, and you don't have to share too deep, but like, what is he, what is he teaching you right now?
0: Right now? I can't tell like what he was teaching me a couple of weeks ago.
1: Okay. A couple of weeks
0: ago, my cat died. I think it was one month ago. And it was like really, like, it was so painful. It was so painful because before I knew Jesus, my cat was the only, not human being, but the only being that gave me unconditional love. So my care was like also like we so we were so dependent on each other. So my care was my everything. So my cat was kind of my idol. Mm. So um I always had her and then even when I was alone at the, at my house and my father was at his girlfriend's place, um I had my cat. So now like even though I had a, a pen, I had a sleep paralysis or anything, I would have my cat and I would feel safe. <laughs> And when my cat died, I felt so much pain. I felt so abandoned. and this triggered like the death of my mom again. And I totally surrendered to Jesus, and I really cried out to Jesus. I was like, "Okay, I want to know you more. I want more of you. I want to know you better." And I kind of got convicted of like, "Okay, my cat was totally my idol, and now Jesus, you're you're first in my life." Wow. And And um, he took all the pain, and now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sad anymore. And this is just one month ago, and I was like, "Wow!" Like back in the day you know because of my mother's death i i suffered for almost five years for more than five years and now it's like one month and i don't even some maybe there's gonna come a day when i look at see a picture and maybe i cry again but it's like i'm not thinking about it anymore i'm not um depressed anymore about it like yeah god God took all the pain straight away and like show just showed me like now is the time to just focus on jesus because my cat was always the reason i wouldn't Uh, travel for so long because I was so I can't leave her alone I have to go back home so it was kind of like holding me back a little bit of like just going out and like not being so dependent on staying here at home so God just showed me like um, to just rely on him that he provides for me and that if he wants me to go to some place tomorrow I'm just gonna go there and uh, to not be like oh no but my cat you know so yeah. yeah, this is what he, he showed me, uh, like, one month ago, like, five weeks ago. And, um, yeah, now now it was, like, having totally forgiveness. Like, um, for example, for my ex, I had still some kind of bitterness in my heart. And it totally like, I, a couple of days ago, I got convicted of that. And I was crying, and I gave it to Jesus. And then I felt God's presence in the room. And, like, again, it was, like, like my goodness. fuck yeah it was like I was laying in bed and I felt like I was like just laying on a cloud and the angels in the room and God was there and I was just fell asleep and then the next morning I would if if I woke up again I would just feel different again like in a positive way like there's some shifting right now so I don't know like God really want I know that God wants me to go around to share my testimony and to also help like younger people like younger women who are in the new age but I don't know yet. Like I'm just gonna surrender to God what He's planning for me. Like maybe I come next month to Florida. I know I will, I'm gonna come to Florida next yeah. month. No, so excited for this. Because yeah, just like I, two days ago I also cried to God, like God please show me what your destiny is for me because I wanna fulfill it. Because if I die, I don't want to stand in front of you and you telling me actually that you had plans for me and I just didn't do it and I didn't yeah. follow you. So it was like I have this positive pressure of like doing as much as I can as long this uh, this earth still exists mm, you know? but great. i don't know if you ever read like revelation like i have read it like three times now and about the rapture and everything but it's surreal and this yeah. is why i want to save as, as many souls as i can like bring people to christ and yeah
1: yeah that's so good well that brings me into my last question and that would be what your advice would be if you were to go back to yourself then when you were seeking and you were lost and and you were restless or you know somebody somebody who can relate to to where you were before you found christ what would your advice be
0: um god is always with you and you have to seek him it is written that you have to seek him and uh, knock and he will open the door and he's not really seeking you but you have to seek him Mm. so uh, even like when you when you say oh i don't feel god's presence it's not because god is leaving you but because you kind of like leaving him and not focusing on him anymore because if you clo- if you tr- if you um, draw closer to him then he will also draw closer to you so um i would tell my old self that you're safe and that god is always with you and you just have to go into prayer and seek for him like now i know that everything i've been through it was for the good because now i just know that everything else just a counterfeit so, so i'm grateful to have all of this this experience of like i ask off all because i tried everything and i just know it's not the truth
1: yeah. So um,
0: now I'm I'm grateful that I've been through all of this to see that how fulfilling Jesus is and how mm-hmm. he can change your life and that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and uh, that you need him to come to God and to have eternal life. And yeah, uh, yeah to everyone who's feeling empty or desperate of or, or feeling uh, if you feel like you're still seeking and there's still emptiness inside of you go on your knees and go into prayer and ask for Jesus to reveal yourself to you. And if he's truth. like I I, I even asked, I think it was just like, Jesus, are you really, are you really real? Like, please show me. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was open for it, but I wasn't like, oh, Jesus, show me. I was more like, if you're really real, like show me. And then I, I had the Holy Spirit coming upon me. Like I was, you really have to be like um cry your whole heart for him. And then he will he will come and he will, he will save you.
1: I prayed that. I prayed that too. And he did. He revealed himself after I asked. So yeah, I think all you have to do is ask. And and he does. He wants to reveal himself to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And after that, everything changes. Like I can tell you, like, like everything that was not of God, like God took everything out of my life. And Mm -hmm. it was important. It was so important. It was so important. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else? i just pray for everyone right now seeing this that you're open to just pray and seek seek jesus and start reading the bible and you start with the new testament first and um yeah ask and you will receive like i can just tell that jesus is the truth and he's totally changing your life and he will give you everything you ever wanted like it's written like um, Matthew 6, 33, like seek his kingdom first and everything else will be added to you. Like yes. this is the birth of your heart. If you just focus on Jesus, like God will provide for you financially with, with everything. God will send you people to life. You don't need to force anything anymore. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to rely on your own understanding anymore because you have God. And yeah. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you so
1: much for being on the show today, Miriam. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, I'd love to have you leave a review, share it with a friend, and even connect with me on other platforms. It's at MikaylaNigolenko on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have an at Raised and Redeemed Instagram account too. I look forward to connecting with you there. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.